Hello and welcome back to Mission 2819. I'm glad all of you can come back and join us here on a podcast for discipleship. Today is a really fun and really unique uh, episode. And what's so unique about it and fun is that I have a good friend here, Jeff. He's not only a good friend of mine, but he's also in the worship ministry. He leads a congregation in worship every Sunday. And I tell you what, it is so amazing to see just how people respond to worship music. So I thought it'd be great to have him here on Mission 2819 and give us a little insight on worship, the experience of worship, and just what it means as the church as a whole. So I thank you all again for coming back and listening in on Mission 2819, and I hope this episode blesses you all. Jeff, it's such a privilege to have you here on Mission 2819. I thank you for um, taking the time out of out of your schedule to join in on this and just help disciple others and edify the body of Christ and, and honor and glorify Jesus. So how are you doing today? I'm really good, man. I appreciate it. I'm sorry it took so long to get this to to happen, but you know, God's timing. A- know, so. Absolutely, man. You know, we, we have to wait on God's timing. If we try to push something, it, it usually never works out. And, right. you know, we, we wanted to honor the Lord and I think you, you're in agreement with me on that. So, but I just wanted to thank you again for taking the time and joining in and just allowing other people to uh, experience a little bit what you, you've been doing in ministry. So, so I guess one of the first questions I got for you, Jeff, is um, how did the Lord call you into the worship ministry? How long do we have? You can take as much time as you need, brother. No, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, so as far, I mean, musically, so my the dad's side of my family is uh, uh, fairly gifted um, throughout. And, you know, as long as I remember, I think it was about nine years old. Uh, dad put a guitar in my hands and uh, just kind of showed me uh, basics. And I, I kind of just ran from there. And, um, you know, you'd think after, you know, since playing uh, since I was nine that I'd, I'd be a little more skilled guitarist, but uh, I, I get by, I get by. And uh, I, I loved it, though. Um, when, I be able to, when I became able to string chords together and, and eventually play entire songs, I was, I was hooked. And uh, I just, you know, I didn't realize then what that would mean years down the road. But uh, the, the problem was I had like a very severe performance anxiety and, and, and mm-hmm you know, playing in front of people was always something that I, I, I struggled with. And, uh, you know, fast forward 22 years, um, my wife and I were stationed in Florida at Eglin Air Force Base, um, started attending a church uh, called Crosspoint in 2013. And uh, while attending services there, um, I started getting encouragement from the Holy Spirit just to approach the worship pastor and see if, yeah. you know, they might have a spot for me to, to join and, and strum along with them. And, uh Lo and behold, they did. Um, it was just kind of a season of transition for them, and um, they were in a season of trying to grow, uh, you know, uh, high school age students and then college age students to to uh, serve in that, that ministry as well. Um, I wasn't quite that. I was, I think, I was about twenty twenty eight at the time. But um, yeah, uh, Holy Spirit was prompting me to get involved, and um, you know, I started serving in the church on October 27th, uh, 2013. And the only reason I real I, I remember that 
Because back in October, uh, before I started my social media fast, I got the memory on Facebook that I, I, I was I had posted that day, October 27, 2013, that I was super excited to start uh, using that gifting for for God's glory in the church. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years. Um, it, it really is. Um, a lot's happened since then. Um, now retired from 20 years of active duty in the Air Force and just waiting on my oh. wife to do the same. So. Uh, yeah, it's been a very blessed uh, journey, and um, you know, I, I was I was very comfortable serving in that capacity, just strumming uh, in mm-hmm. on the back line and uh, kind of in the dark and and all that. And um, it wasn't many weeks had gone by our, our worship pastor at the time, who was a huge blessing to me in that season, um, asked if I sang, and reluctantly I said yes because I kind of <laughs> knew what that what that would mean. Uh, you know, if you wanted to give me a shot and, you know, go back to that performance anxiety that I mentioned, like it was back at that point. Um, uh, you know, I went from very comfortable in a serving role to getting stretched and yeah. getting, uh, you know, put outside my comfort zone. So um, I can recall the, the first time I led a song in church, I, I almost passed out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so full of that just familiar performance anxiety that I had always had. My hands and knees were shaking so bad. I couldn't play simple chords on the guitar voice was so shaky to start the song i don't even remember what song it was at this point <laughs> honestly um i was not doing okay but the the cool thing about it was as we started we got through the song the congregation kind of started encouraging and uh, and singing along um you know god showed up and uh he he knew i was struggling and and i believe he sent the holy spirit to intervene and that's when I had my light bulb moment um, that it was not about me. It wasn't for me. Um, it was not about my uh, fear, my anxiety or anything. It was about serving and glorifying him through the gift that he gave me. And, uh, you know, I started playing stronger on the guitar. My voice got stronger throughout the song. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, I was in full on just, you know, worship mode, you know, just me, and the, me and the Lord. And, um, yeah, I was hooked after that. I kind of knew then that. Uh, he had granted me that gifting in music so I could use it for him and to serve uh, his kingdom. And um, I kind of knew that I wanted to use that the rest of my life to do so. So, Amen, man. Yeah. Amen, brother. You know, I <clears throat> I just want to thank you, both you and your wife for serving as well. That's a lot of dedication. And, you know, I think uh, as someone who's not served and seen other people that have not served too, I, I do believe that at times we can take it for granted, you know, everybody that does serve. So I just want to personally thank you and your wife for uh, your dedication to what you, you've done and what you are doing and both for serving the country and serving um, in that capacity and then also serving the church. It's amazing, man. You, it, it really shows you truly and genuinely care about people and your wife. So what a blessing, man. I, I can see it in your heart um, that you genuinely care about people. So and that's Absolutely. truly what's needed, right, to uh, to serve in the church. So th- that is such a, wow, I tell you what, you got a testimony, brother, that yeah. um, is actually really inspiring. And I hope that this inspires somebody else that um, maybe has that call placed upon their heart um, to get into worship ministry, whether that's, like you said, playing in the back line, because that's okay. We got to start there, right? Absolutely. It, it begins with humility. Mm-hmm. So, and then eventually maybe it, it leads up to like a worship pastor position, right? So that being said, um, what did the process of following the calling placed upon your heart 
kind of look like be, before your current role in the church? You know, did you, was it volunteer based and then an internship? Like, yeah. can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yeah. For, uh, gosh, I mean, up until, uh, June of, uh, 22, it was volunteer based. Okay. Um, yeah, I continued serving at that church we were at in Florida, um, until we left, uh, PCS to England in 2017. Um, I was lucky enough to, as they saw, you know, God grow me and my ability to lead. And, and guys, I got more comfortable. They, they gave me the opportunity to lead every Thursday night at a celebrate recovery. Okay. And, um, you know, that was a, a, a big a season of my life of growth and, and, uh, you know, just kind of learning, um, how to, especially in that ministry of, of Celebrate Recovery, you know, you're dealing with uh, people who are coming and they're they're hurting. And right. um, it's definitely different from Sunday services or a worship night or anything like that because these people are, are really seeking God and the stuff they're going through. Um, so it kind of, it was, it was kind of different. I mean, everything from the way I prepared and song selection and, and all that just kind of, you know, it it helped me and, and you know, to, to seek the Holy Spirit's guidance, Holy Spirit's guidance and, and how to prepare for a service. And, and, uh, you know, we get, we can get into this a little bit, but you know, there's a lot of, you know, there could be some debate on, you know, spirit led worship. Is it in the moment? Is it, is right. it you know, in the preparation, you know, I, I believe it's both. It has to be both. Absolutely um, if you don't prepare, I don't, you know, that could be, you know, it can, I've seen it turn into disasters <laughs> during, during services oh, yeah. and stuff, but yeah, no, I, I believe the, the Holy Spirit is uh, very important to prepare in and also to rely on in the moment to, to, Absolutely. you know, to gauge what's going on in the room and, to, and, and, and all that. So, um, yeah, so I served in CR on a weekly basis for a long time. I had the privilege of serving with two others that were going through recovery, uh, Dave Boers, uh, God rest his soul, was our bass player. He's such a wonderful spirit and just wonderful heart. Mm. And he's a big influence on me and just how to like, how to how to portray joy of knowing Christ. And you know, he was also uh, an officer in the Air Force, so we had that um, relationship as well, and just those ties. And yeah, and then a, another wonderful woman that was in recovery as a, a wonderful vocalist, um, just a sweetheart, and um, was just it was a very for that time in my in my walk and in my development um like they were they were crucial to that and i'm very grateful for the church and the staff that was there at the time to give me that opportunity um to grow and you know just to find you know my my i guess my worship leading style um you right. know I, I think it's amazing that you know not everybody has the same the same mindset or the same style um as long as they're rooted in you know, revering Christ and who he is and, and, and all that, like, you know, we're not, um, I'll probably say this a couple of times, you know, we're, we're not married to the method, but we're married to the mission. So, right. oh, absolutely. so we say in the air force, we're, we're, we're married to the mission. We're dating the the method. So like, yep. you know, those things evolve. Um, they certainly have, you know, since then for me as well. Um, but yeah, once we, we left Florida got over to England, um, it took us a little bit to find, uh, a church home there. Um, we, we went to a, a few and, you know, going from the church we were at for four years, you know, it was, it was tough for us to, um, to let that go. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we'd watch online from England for the first few months and, <laughs> and all that, which was great to stay connected to our, our church family in Florida, but we're missing that community piece. And, um, it was something that 
God started laying on our hearts like, hey, I sent you here for a reason. It's not to sit at home and, you know, watch church online, which is a great, it's a great, a great it's great that technology can offer that, but we were missing that community piece and um, right. something my wife and I prayed on and talked about. And we ended up finding a home at an Abundant Life Church and boy, was this different from what we were used to in the, <laughs> in Florida. It was very uh, Pentecostal, but man, the people there were so eager to just pour out for the Lord and I got some reps and you know gospel style music. And oh yeah, boy, did that humble me real quick. But <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Man. Yeah. Like I, that, those four years were um, transformational. And I say that in the sense that I went through some tough times over there, um, late in my career, and you know I was just kind of getting impatient, wanting to retire, and and you know the plan was to go back to Florida and just you know sit on the beach and you know all that, but. Um, that could be a whole nother episode if I get too far into this, but, uh, <laughs> we could do one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Um, but yeah, th- those four years in England were, um, it's one of those, not the whole thing. I got to, you know, I, we got to travel Europe. I got to play some of my bucket list golf courses. It was a huge blessing to be over there. I just had this, uh, this season of only focusing on the negative and, um, it was, it was, good for me to go through that because I, I, I realize mm-hmm. it now when those feelings start coming back and, you know, worship director, worship pastor can be one of the most stressful positions in a church. Um, oh, for sure. O- outside of the lead pastor, or those that give, you know, that preach sermons, you know, I, I'm, I can be, I don't say criticized, but I get a lot of suggestions and I get a lot of, uh, you know, we should do this, we should do that. And, you know, I appreciate good constructive feedback and I'll always take that to heart. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, it's funny because, you know, I've even witnessed, uh, you know, people will, will, go, will come early, pray over the pastor in his, in his sermon, and then come and just light me up for sound issues and yep. <laughs> song oh, yeah. selection and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, I, I thank God for that season in England because I did, you know, I went through it a little bit. Mental game, spiritual game got, you know, off a little bit. And, um, you know, I've learned that we have to be okay with that. You know, we're not always going to be at 100%. And, right. um, you know, I've heard recently um, through a couple other podcasts, I am a podcast guy. Um, it was Louis Giglio was on with Craig Rochelle, and uh, they were talking about the difference between good quitting and bad quitting. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about good quitting is when you realize, hey, I'm struggling. I'm not, a, I'm not where I need to be. You throw your hands up. You say, "God, I need you. I need you to take over." He's like, I, "You know, I quit. I quit. I quit trying to do this myself. I quit trying to force it. I quit trying right. to white knuckle it through this season. I need you to intervene." Um, and the reason why it's so important is because you can get to the point where you bad quit, where you run yourself so ragged and and so depleted that you actually quit what God has called you to do for a season or forever. I mean, right. God forbid that happens. But right, yeah, I'm grateful for that season. It definitely um, prepared me for what God had in store um, when he sent us here, which was <laughs> not in our plans whatsoever. Um, when we got our assignment here, um, man, it was almost like uh, – like it felt like one last kick in the gut from the air force. But, um, <laughs> I mean, just on the surface, you know, you spend your whole career hearing about this place and how, how, uh, I guess awful it is and, and <laughs> the weather and just all this stuff like that. And so we were, you know, we were upset. Our plan was to go back to Florida and, and all that, but God had other plans. And, um, I'm so thankful that he knows what he's doing. Cause, um, it's been nothing short of a blessing. Um, to be where I'm at now. Like I said, I just recently retired um, a little over a year ago today. I can't believe how fast it went, but I, I was able to do 
20 years, three months in the Air Force, and uh, wow. God God paved the way for me to um, intern here at the uh, at our church and get hired full time the day after I retired from active duty. And um, it's just it's very humbling, you know, to think that this was his plan all along. Right. Um, from the moment I I picked up a guitar at nine to you know to today sitting here with you, so um, it's really cool to see. Um, it's really cool to just look back and see all the places where he was like, "Hey, this is what I was teaching you, and this is why." <laughs> um, so that's so yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm very grateful for all of the you know the, every season I went through um, from then till now. So yeah, absolutely. You know, it's always interesting to look back at. Um, the path that God leads us on, right? It, uh, it never lines up the way that we want it ever. And you know, the times that I've tried to just, even in my own life, um, walk my own path, it always fails and it always, it's never good. So, you know, kind of what you're saying too, um, it it reminds me a lot about surrendering and submission, right? That's what we got to do. And once we do that, we align ourselves with the will of God and all of a sudden, we get to partake in that blessing, and um, I'll just call it a benefit of heaven here on earth, because it truly is. You know, as a believer, we, we get to partake in those right now, and that's to um, walk in that calling that he's uh, placed on our heart. So, wow, Jeff, uh, this is absolutely amazing to hear your story and um, just how God led you to... Um, just lead a congregation of people into worship. I mean, my heart rejoices over your obedience to the Lord of anything. You know, you, you serve the country, you're serving people out of church, you're serving the Lord, you're serving the family, man, just keep walking in obedience because that honors God. And I know, I know through your, your testimony here and in your story, it's putting a smile on God's face. That's for sure. Because it's all in honoring him, right. And glorifying him. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I could tell through through your story there there's a little bit of passion there. So what what drives your passion to serve as a worship leader in the church? I mean, it's to see and to be witness to um you know, like if he did it for me, he can do it for you to see him moving yeah. the way he is through the church and to witness, you know, this past Sunday was a baptism Sunday and like every time we'd have that, I just mm. I I can't help but weep with joy, like tears of joy to right. see uh, people's lives change the same way that he changed mine, the same way that, you know, he's worked in my, my, my family, um, my girls, they've, they've pretty much grown up in the church, um, since they were babies and, uh, we're going through the teenage years now. (laughs) So it's, you know, it is what it is, but (laughs) I I know he's, he's there and they're, they're witnessing him as well, but that's, that's absolutely what it is, is to see life transformation and, uh, just to see him change hearts uh, like only he can. And, uh, it's a it's a pleasure to see. It's a pleasure to witness, and that's hundred percent what drives it is to to witness God and His glory and Amen. and the work that He does. So absolutely, yeah. you know, I've never experienced a baptism service where there's a worship song and then the baptism's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that's one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced in a worship service is being able to worship God and see the freedom, the deliverance, and the transformation of a human being yes. deep in their heart, all going on at the same time. Yes. And I agree with you, man. It, it makes you weep. It it fills your heart with joy, love, peace, kindness, gentleness. I mean, oh, all the fruit of the spirit, spirit right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and that's something really important to a worship service, right? Mm-hmm. Worshiping and then, and then seeing the baptisms, especially um, in the church that you and I both serve at. And, uh, you know, so when we're talking about just a worship service in general, uh, what do you think is the most important during a worship service, um, specifically in our modern church today? Uh, all of it. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter which role you serve in. If you're if you're a parking attendant, if you're the lead pastor and everything in between, right. um, it's all important. It's all equally impactful. Um, you know, we're, we're all part of the body. Um, we're not all going to be the same part. We all have different roles that we've been called to serve in. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything more or less important um, other than just people experiencing genuine love for, for each other. And um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, loving God and loving people. Um, yeah. Yeah, there, there's, I, I can't think of anything that's more or less important. Obviously, want everything to be biblically accurate right 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 <laughs> from the songs we do and, and all that stuff like that stuff's important is making sure everything is pointing to jesus and absolutely and not the church and not you know not not those that are serving um but i actually wanted to see i wanted to grill you for a second yeah absolutely i wanted, I wanted to get your take on this because <laughs> yeah you said something yeah. in your first uh podcast about worship and yeah. like your true and proper worship in your day-to-day walk yeah and uh I don't know if anybody else has experienced this that, that is in worship ministry and ministry in general, but you know, yesterday was this big, powerful uh, experience with the, the baptism, seeing what God is doing, and uh, then Monday morning hits. Right, right. And I, the spiritual attacks today were insane. Like it was, yep. you know, it's 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 not it's to be expected. You know, when something Absolutely. like that, when, when God moves like that, the enemy's going to do whatever he can to derail or to discourage um, in that. But I mean. You know, Mondays are Mondays, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is about. You, you can have the most powerful services and then Monday comes along. And um, I said, my, my question was like, like you to maybe elaborate on what sure. you, your, your, your statement in the first uh, podcast on worship was talking about how to do it consistently. So like mm-hmm. our, our true and proper worship is taking up our cross daily, yep. submitting or uh, abandoning our own de- desires, submitting to his will in our lives and uh, to do that consistently, like, to what do you do on Monday when the arrows start flying on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Right. You know, because, mon- you know, Sundays are important, but Monday through Saturday is by, mar- by far more important than Absolutely. Sunday mornings. So, um, yeah, just to elaborate on that, because, I mean, that was, you know, a profound uh, part of that podcast. I really enjoyed sure. it. It really got my you know, my, my gear starting and, and stuff. And, you know, I have my own thoughts and, yeah and stuff on it, but I'd love to get, you know, some elaboration on that. Sure. Well. well, I appreciate the question and mm-hmm. I'll try to, I'll try to give you an answer in less than eight minutes here. There we go. So <laughs> we, we may have to do another episode, Jeff. Do this all night. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So maybe we'll record a couple more. I love it. But, uh, so to answer your question, you know, and I'm going to give you just from personal experience, um, you know, I got used to understanding that the enemy's going to attack after a big movement of God, um, from a Sunday morning service. And it took me years to actually learn this and then seek mm-hmm. wisdom on it. So one of the things that, that I do quite often is I do set a you know, like in a morning or morning alarm. Right. Um, but I, I, the alarm is for me to get on my knees and pray 
because the only way, you know, and I understand that every personality is different and maybe some need to sit down and read the Bible, but the way that I protect my heart is by allowing God to protect it, right? But the only way that that happens is when I first get on my knees, physically get on my knees and start praying. And what that does, it just, it allows me to meditate on the word. Um, it allows me to be in communion with God. Right. And one thing that comes from that is the Holy spirit will show you how to take every thought captive. Yes. But here's the kicker to take a thought captive. We have to be able to quiet our minds and our hearts. So, part of the process of why I get on my knees and pray in the morning is is in that physical position is number one to show humility and to show, you know, that, all right, Lord, you're, you're much higher than I am. Like this is a physical posture. Right. And, um, and through that, then, you know, he, he's gracious enough to grant me some wisdom and say, all right, I'm going to protect you, you know, and I always pray that, you know, Lord, protect my heart, protect my mind. You know, I'm only a human being. I mess up and I can't do this without you. So I always make that declaration to him. Like, I know I can't do this without you because I've tried so many times, Jeff, it's been bad. I'll tell you what, it's been bad, man. I get it. And, uh, so I constantly remind myself that I cannot do this without him. Right. And some days I do forget, and I tell you what, the enemy does attack. He'll find anything and everything so quick. to do that. Yeah. But I think another, that's just my personal thing, right, that I do. But I think one of the most um, important things as a church, after Sunday's done, you have to have community and culture that represents the kingdom. There we go. Because... Well, number one, the kingdom of God is a community and culture, right? That's what it is. Yep. And I, I couldn't, man, I, I could tell you so many pastors that I've talked to um, from all around, you know, that I've asked that question, well, what is the what is the kingdom of God? Well, it's in heaven. Well, what about here? Because we're believers, we get to partake it in here too. So it's a community and culture on earth, Absolutely. just as it is in heaven, man. Yep. And um you know, we, we really got to understand that. That's why I love the community groups, right? Is because that's a model of what kingdom living is. And so for Monday through Saturday, when we're not corporately worshiping, we have to have that community and culture. That way, if we are getting attacked, we got brothers and sisters to reach out to and pray for us because that's super important. And then here's the other side of that. We can't be afraid to reach out, right? You know, so many of us are afraid, but I tell you what, You know, somebody on here that's listening, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, absolutely reach out to a brother or sister. It is worth it. It will benefit everybody, and it will honor God. That's what I encourage my team with a lot is just never suffer in silence. Um, If you realize you're going through it, if you realize you're not at 100%, like, go to God first. Go go pray. Um, Yeah, seek that community. And that's what I've really tried to build um, with our ministry here as a worship team is to build a family. Yeah. In a community to, to do life together uh, first and foremost. And they'll tell you, like, you know, the music is the least of my worries. We've been blessed with so much talent. I don't even think about, the, you know, the quality of the music is there. What I care about is the quality of their lives day to day. Absolutely. Where their heart is and making sure they know that they have a, a community to go to when that's yeah. not, when it's not easy. 
Absolutely. So, um, that is exactly what God has placed in my heart. And, uh, I, I, I just, I'm so grateful for it. So that's awesome, man. I mean, you're spot on and, uh, boy, time sure goes fast. It was quick. Um, <laughs> you know, before we end this, Jeff, I tell you what, cause we're going to have to do another episode if you're okay with that. Cause Absolutely. we got a whole lot more to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, for everybody listening, can you just give an encouraging passage to help others walk in their calling as well? Yeah. So Saturday morning, this, this hit me and, uh, it just made me, um, just made me realize, uh, again, that, um, everything we do is, is, is for God. It, it's, 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 it's him that's doing the work and it's, it's first Corinthians three, seven it says, so then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Um, it's God who's changing hearts. It's God who's baptizing through the Holy spirit. It's, it's God who is, uh, is speaking to these people's hurts and habits and we are vessels for that. And that's the, that's the cool thing that people need to realize when they're serving in the church is you are a vessel for what God is doing in in his church. And like, it's just something that should be, you should be proud of that. You should be extremely uh, humbled and uh, you know, that, that he has chose you to do this and just, just own it, man. Like, you know, that's the thing is just to know that, that he has equipped you and that he is, he is with you and it's not always going to be easy but that's that's why he's there. That's why he's God, and and we're not. Like we gotta we gotta submit to that and just enjoy, enjoy uh, what he's called us to do. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jeff, so much for uh, for sharing that encouraging passage with us, and and thank you so much again for joining in on Mission Twenty Eight Nineteen. I can't wait to do more episodes with you. I mean, what a blessing this has been. I know it's gonna bless other people, and it it's gonna most importantly, it's gonna point them all to Jesus. Right. Praise that's God. that's what's uh, the most important. So. Thank you so much, Jeff, for uh, joining in on this and encouraging everybody. Thank you for listening in again on Mission 2819. I look forward to our next episode, and we're we're just going to continue going on with multiple things. Uh, We'll go over eisegesis and exegesis. We'll go over hermeneutics, and hopefully... If Jeff says yes, we're going to have him back for a lot more episodes. So thank you again for listening in on Mission 2819.